I love that whistle. <laughs> hey, people, it's me, Lisa Lillian, also known as Hungry Girl. I am here at Hungryland with Mikey and Jamie. Hello, hello. Hello. Welcome. Um, you guys are just back from Florida. We are, Sunny yeah. Florida. You're so tan. Thank you. Not. I got a little bit of sun. A little bit. <laughs> Thank you. All right, you look, you look glowy. I'll well, be in Florida. I wasn't white as a ghost. I mean, I was white as a ghost, and now I'm not, so... That's true. Yeah, but yeah, you're going to Florida. I am. By the time people hear this, I will be back from Florida. Mm-hmm. Though, so, And I'll tell you all about the Sobe Food Festival. Cool. The Wine and Food Festival. Anyway, today's episode is the Dining Out Q&A episode. That's Yay. exciting. I love when we get real questions from these guys. Yeah. I, lo- I mean, and they're pouring in. The good mm-hmm. news is when we first started the podcast, it was really like pulling teeth to get people to call in and leave voicemails for us. Mm-hmm. But now the questions are just, anytime we ask, they just pour in, yep, right? Yeah, I get tons. They're not staged. Mm-mm. They're not fake. Mm-mm. There may or may not have been a time when we had employees of Hungry Girl calling <laughs> with the questions. <laughs> Outed. It doesn't happen anymore. Let's announce the next Q&A topic and tell them to call in right now. Well, Ooh. not right now. Listen to the episode Yeah, first. yeah, listen. What is the topic? Meal prep Q&A. Oh, Yeah. Meal prep Q&A. People love meal prep. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure they have questions and we have answers, right? Yeah. What should they do with those questions? So they should, um, first they should think of the questions, then they should formulate the questions and very articulately call and leave a message from Mike. Yes, at- 805-380-8075. <laughs> we had a weird headphone thing happen, so I was like looking at all the equipment to make sure that's why I, it's I paused okay. for a it's second. Okay. But I know the number by heart, I promise. You do? What is it? 805-380-8075. Okay, you can call Mike, leave your questions, and they don't have to be that articulate. We're mm-hmm. not always articulate here, so mm-hmm. just yeah. say what's on your mind, ask your questions. We love it. Hopefully you're loving the podcast. Do you subscribe to it? If not, you should. Did you tell your friends about it? You should. <laughs> Do you get our daily emails? If not, you should. That's a lot of plugs up at the top. Yeah. Um, things people should be doing. I Yeah. All right. Well, uh, let's jump into it. All right, how incredible are dogs? I mean, we know Lolly is incredible, but dogs in general, aren't they incredible? Yes. Yeah. Well, this is how incredible they are. The USDA Agricultural Research Service has trained dogs to sniff out a bacteria that is deadly to citrus trees in Florida. It's actually Florida and in the south. Um, After two weeks of training, the dogs are ready to go, and they have an accuracy rate of 99%. So they can just go up to the tree, sniff it, and know that it has this bacteria that kills the citrus tree. Uh, And then the key is early detection. If the dogs can detect the bacteria in the tree early, then the tree can be saved. So dogs are saving our oranges and grapefruits and whatever else they grow in Florida. That's amazing. Yeah. That's so cool. I don't think Lolly could do that. She probably could. If trained well. I don't know, but that's pretty cool, actually. Yeah. yeah. And and they can actually save a tree. So they sniff the bacteria, and then they say, you tree are infected, mm-hmm. and then we fix the tree with whatever meds, mm-hmm. and then they grow citrus that is edible, even though it was infected? Yeah. The, so the citrus is edible, even if it's infected. It just has no flavor. It ba- the, 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 that's even worse. Yeah, the bacteria what? like takes away the flavor of the of This the sounds citrus. like an episode of Underdog. <laughs> it does. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> Simon Bar Sinister has removed the flavor from all the citrus and all the oranges in the entire world. That's exactly what would happen on that show. Yeah. Do you... Am I crazy? Do you do? I, no, I watched under that. Oh, that's exactly. Best. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I hope that those dogs are awesome. Yeah. And it's, so th- it's the same dogs here that like can find like, you know, uh, uh, bombs in bags and airplanes and stuff. 
Wow, like that's that the same sounds, type of dog. That sounds more dangerous <laughs> yeah. than sniffing, so, sniffing around for no non-smelly oranges. Do you think the dogs who save the orange trees are like inferior to the dogs that detect bombs? No. I just <laughs> like they, I think dogs who just like fetch a stick are just as good as the dogs who are saving trees. <laughs> They're all beautiful. Yes, they are. All right, I got one more. So uh, besides Jamie, what is the most important thing to have been born in York, Pennsylvania? Oh. <laughs> do you know? Do you know? York? It would ha- I mean, there's only one York item I know. Mm-hmm. Is it a peppermint patty? It is the peppermint patty. You know, the band Live also is from York, but they're not. It's a peppermint patty. Uh, and now the peppermint patty is now thinner. Hershey has just released the York peppermint patty thins. So they're 36% thinner than the normal size one. Um, I couldn't find the stats yet. They're too new. Um, but the regular one is 150 calories. So my foggy math, I'm sure I'm off by a little bit. 36% less of that would be about 90 calories, I would guesstimate. Wow. So un- less than 100 calories for a York peppermint patty. So they're just flatter. So there's less of the peppermint goo in the middle. Yeah. But people are obsessed with peppermint patties, like frozen. Oh, oh wow. That's, yeah, that's like the thing. That's the way people like them. I think. Something new. I didn't even think about the Wow, that's a game changer. I like them. And even though I don't like chocolate mint, I like a frozen peppermint patty. That does Didn't sound good. But I feel like the, the goo is probably the least caloric part of it. So I don't know that it's really going to be 36% lower in calories. I don't it's know because it's it's all sugar. That goo mm-hmm. is yeah. all sugar. It's okay. not like so mint leaves. Mm-hmm. Don't you remember those commercials? When I eat a York peppermint patty, I get the sensation that I'm on top of a mountain with wind blo- you don't remember this? I don't I'm so old. I now all I think us, about. Yeah. Come on. Now all I think about when I hear about mint is that story you told us about the that you asked someone like what a, a mint something tastes <laughs> like, and he saying. said, yeah, and he said like vanilla but different, but a different flavor, <laughs> and tastes like scope. Scope. <laughs> That's really funny. Wow. Yep. Anyway, um, we will wait to see. I can't wait to try those peppermint yeah. patties. Well, they should taste exactly the same, just with less mint. So you might like them more. I will. Yeah. Yay. Okay, so we are going to now jump into our dining out Q&A episode. Here's the deal. When people dine out, they use it. I'm going to be a little harsh. People use it as an excuse to say, hey, I went out for dinner. So I ate the wrong thing. Because they can't help it. They can't help it. Or Or can they? They maybe not want to help it. Like maybe they, it makes them feel good to be able to use that as an excuse. Or maybe they really don't know any better and you're going to enlighten them today. Or maybe it's a little bit of both. Ooh. <laughs> See how like I'm thinking the worst about people and you're <laughs> thinking the best about people. This is terrible. Anyway, no, I, we are here to help you. And, and, and I get it. I was there for so many years. I would do that same thing. I would go out to dinner. I would make all the wrong choices, probably because I was fooling myself into thinking that going out was like a special occasion and it's okay to eat whatever you want. Luckily, I don't feel that way anymore. And we are here to help. And we have a question right now from a real live viewer. Hi, Hungry Girl. This is Diane Daly from Illinois. And wanted to leave a question about going out to eat. What are the words to look out for on when you're ordering off of a menu? Thank you. Hi, Diane. I guess officially you're a listener and not a viewer, unless you're just staring. <laughs> you're staring at your phone or your iPod or whatever it is that you're listening Can to. Can she see us? I sure hope Hi, not. Hi, Diane. <laughs> Do we tell Jamie now? We've had cameras this whole time. No. I'm not camera ready right now. But Diane, um, that's a good question. I do. You know, it's interesting. I read menus in a really specific way. And I do look for words. But I also look for entire sections that I sort of just block out. 
So like if I pick up a menu, the first thing I do is I scour the entire thing. Like my eyes see everything all at once. Mm -hmm. I'm not like a person who's like, let me read this very slowly and carefully. I glance up and down at everything to see like what, what we're in for there. And then I go through all the sections except the pasta section. I don't read the pasta section. If there's a, do you read the pasta section? No, it's like, you taught me this, menu blinders. Yeah. You go right for the sections that you know are the best ones and you don't even, don't even give them any real estate in your brain. Right. Like, you know, there are sections on the menu that there might be good options in, whether it's entrees or like steaks and chops, meats, lean meat, fish, but the pasta, I completely ignore. So I, but as far as the actual words that are good versus less good, I'd say the words that are more positive are things like grilled, which, you know, sounds pretty clean and mm-hmm. not like it's going to have a lot of sauce on it unless it's grilled with cream sauce. Right. Grilled and smothered. <laughs> grilled and smothered. Right. Smothered. Um, we'll get to smothered after. So grilled is good. Broiled is good. Steamed is good. Um, anything that's like a the word broth is usually good because it's more like a clear soup. Seared is another good one. Roasted is good. I would say smothered is bad. Mm-hmm. Usually it means it was like attacked by a, a lot of sauce. It's drowning, basically. Drowning. Yeah, smothered. And fried is not good. Crispy, crunchy, cream, battered, candied, glazed. I mean, battered sounds like it was abused. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was. <laughs> glazed. Sometimes I let a glazed carrot go by and I pretend it's okay. Yeah. But glazed means like really sugary. sugary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But those are the words. And also, there are words that people try to fool you with that, again, this to me, I feel like people at home know better. But if you see on the menu, it's like fresh, organic, locally grown. I mean, it doesn't mean it's necessarily better for you or low in calories Mm -hmm. or is going to meet your diet needs. Right. Mm -hmm. Because yeah. you know there's that person that goes to Whole Foods and gets the organic double fudge brownies. And it's mm-hmm. like, but they're organic. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot a lot of that happens. Yeah. People think they can't gain weight if they're shopping at a store that sells all natural and organic foods. I feel like there should be a documentary. Like there was Super Size Me. There should be Whole Foods Size Me. Whoa. I think And a person would, to prove that you can eat, and it would show how bad their health gets after eating exclusively after at Whole, Whole Foods. Foods yeah. for 30 days. Yeah. I think Whoa, there have been a because if you make the few, wrong choices, yeah, I think there have been a few documentaries about like the organic and um, natural foods, like the the falseness about them. But mm-hmm. I'm not sure if there's one where actually people are trying it. That would be really good. I no, volunteer that's great. as tribute. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. You know, and by the way, like even anything can make a splash. Like even Super Size Me, you, you could easily eat at McDonald's for a month and lose a lot of weight and eat healthy. Katie, who works here, did it. She called it like the Super Slim Me or something, and she lost waiting at Taco Bell for 30 days. Wow. Right. You yeah. can do it. So real quick, uh, you mentioned the pasta section. Like we went to Olive Garden for my first time ever. Wasn't the zoodles in the pasta section? So is it sometimes rare occasion? Rare? Yes. Okay. Oh, it's interesting. True. Yeah. Well, it, it might have also been on like sometimes there's a light portion in the menu. Yeah. Usually that's where I see it. I see it in veggies or in light portion. But, you know, I don't know. That's going to shake things up. If you start to see spaghetti squash and zoodles, mm-hmm. like zucchini noodles in the pasta section. I don't know. Yeah. Well, you have to rethink and that. And you bring up a good point because I was thinking besides pasta, burgers, sandwiches, pizzas, flatbreads, those are things I don't really look at. Mm-hmm. But... You can get a burger on a lettuce bun sometimes. You can. And I do. That's why, like, I absolutely will get a turkey burger on a lettuce bun. Mm -hmm. And 
there's just ways to work the hungry girl way of life into mm-hmm. anything you order. But I do like I like to start every meal that I even when I go out to dinner, I like to start with an appetizer. Mm-hmm. I like a broth based soup or something that's like a lean protein option, like a shrimp cocktail. I, I feel like you just have to scour each section for things that either jump out at you as, hey, I know this is good for me, or jump out at you as, hey, with a couple of little tweaks, I can make this Mm -hmm. a really good choice. So, yes. I feel like a good takeaway is don't think of the menu as like a hard and fast rule. Unless you're at a really fancy chef-curated menu place where they don't have salt on the table because they don't want you to mess with the flavor profile. A lot of places, if you're not too crazy, crazy picky, you can modify. You can. You can modify and customize. And I do. I do that. But I feel much more comfortable doing that at sort of like a diner mm-hmm. or a deli or mm, a steakhouse. Um, I feel... Uh, you're right, though. If it's like a very chefy restaurant, then mm-hmm. I, I'm afraid I'm going to offend the chef. Mm-hmm. And then I just try to order smart. Because sometimes even saying sauce on the side might offend a mm-hmm. chef. Mm-hmm. But... I like my sauce on the side every time, mm-hmm. no matter what. I feel yeah. like chain restaurants, they're used to it. For sure. Yes, chains. And also, I think it's gonna. I think it's becoming different because there's so many dietary restrictions besides calorie counting. So people are gluten-free. People are avoiding salt or certain things. So I think they're used to someone saying, oh, can I, instead of this, you know, I don't know, some side that has gluten in it, can I get this instead? Mm-hmm. I, think, I think it's becoming more common. It is, for sure. More acceptable. And, and I think that people like to phrase it as it's an allergy. Mm-hmm. And once they hear the word it's an allergy, oh, yeah. they're like, oh, they, they're afraid. Mm-hmm. So they, they want to hear that it's an allergy. I, I don't really do that, but because I feel like it's disingenuous to be like, I'm allergic to cheese. Mm-hmm. I'm not. Anyway, There's, there was a great episode of Sex in the City about this in a very Seinfeld manner where mm-hmm. she's ordering and she says, I'm allergic to parsley. Please, like, it can't be anywhere on the plate. No parsley. And her date's like, you're not allergic to parsley. Like, <laughs> you just don't like it. How do I not remember that? Because I hate parsley. Uh, I should say I'm allergic to carry. it. You're <laughs> That's amazing. All right. What's up next? Hey, guys. It's Kathleen Montgomery from Philadelphia. Big fan. Love you guys so much. Um, I have a question. In your opinion, what's the safest type of restaurant to go to when you're watching your points or just watching what you're eating? Um, Mexican, Italian, Chinese, a really good diner. Um, What gives you the best options to stay on track? Kathleen, that's an excellent question. And um, I I have to say, I do have some favorites, but I want to preface this by saying that no matter what type of restaurant you go to, there's always a better for you option. There's always a smart choice for you, no matter where you are. And again, I don't want to come down hard on people, but a lot of times people are like, well, I went out for Chinese food, so I had to have the lo mein. Um, And that's just not the case. Mm -hmm. Like Chinese, if you're being honest, probably is the place to get the the healthiest Mm -hmm. stuff of all. It's not, if I had my pick, I'd say a steakhouse, but we'll get into that in a minute. Mm -hmm. But Chinese, if you just order whatever it is steamed, steamed shrimp and broccoli, uh, mm-hmm. you, they have pea pods and water chestnuts and broccoli and mixed vegetables and all kinds of lean protein, and you get the sauce on the side and you're done. It It is as plain as mm-hmm. can be. Well, I think it goes back too to like what you were saying with, you know, not fooling yourself and not having excuses. Like you don't need to think about restaurants as safe or dangerous. If you go in there armed, 
with information exactly everything is you don't have to there's there is no danger like you you're have in your control. weapons you're the arnold schwarzenegger yep. in that restaurant so italian food okay i would probably get some kind of a fish dish um maybe some kind of a grilled or broiled fish or a salad i i always my fallback because you can always find it in an italian restaurant i will often get a chicken caesar i don't get the croutons i get the dressing on the side mm -hmm. and then i dip don't pour but you know you can always get grilled chicken Nice romaine. I have. I do have some of the parm. It's really flavorful. It's amazing. Lots of times there's really nice vegetables. I don't really get pasta at an Italian restaurant, except maybe if they have zoodles or <laughs> like sp spaghetti squash. But even then, I find that, again, I, I hadn't gone to the Olive Garden, and I'd like to hear your experience there, but I have found that sometimes when restaurants are using the carb swaps, mm -hmm. They feel the need to load it up with butter and oil to like overcompensate for mm -hmm. flavor. What happened at the Olive Garden? So we went to the Olive Garden and I knew this from when it first came out because we were kind of poking fun at it for that reason. They had Zoodles Primavera, which is Zoodles with even more veggies. I was like in heaven <laughs> in cream sauce. But I just asked, you know, I might say no, but I, I feel like it never hurts to ask. I said, oh, can I get that with marinara instead? He said, sure. And you have a choice to add chicken or shrimp. So I added chicken. It was the most delicious, perfect meal ever. Wow. Yeah. And the marinara was not oily. It was no. nice. No. That's and again, great. it's. I, yeah. I also think, you know, we talked a little bit about this off air, but like picking your battles, like that's something that I still felt like I was making a good choice. You know what? If the marinara was a little oilier than what I would get at home, it was still a better choice than the cream sauce. I didn't Absolutely. want to write it off. Absolutely. And that is like, that's as Italian, that's like a an Italian chain mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so you would think you know it's harder to eat there than anywhere i mean but mexican is honestly mexican is one of my favorites and if i'm i make a lot of mexican food because there are hungry girl recipes that make mm -hmm. it easy easier than if you're dining out but if i go to a mexican restaurant i will turn anything into a salad <laughs> anything mm -hmm. and even at chipotle like i never get i wouldn't get one of the bowls with rice mm -hmm. i just i get a lettuce a, let, a lettuce bottom and then I put the <laughs> protein on top and maybe some beans some vegetables salsa there's a way to make everything flavorful and delicious and just not have all of the gooey cheese and the tortillas and everything under the sun like I'll even go for a fajita every now and then mm -hmm. even though I know those are very oily mm -hmm. but I don't eat the rice and I don't eat the tortillas with them I just have them like a big plate of I like a stir fry. I love a sizzling plate of fajitas with all those sides. I'll have some black beans. I'll have the shredded lettuce. I love the sizzle. Yeah. And Jamie gets what what we now call my droppings. Whatever. So when I get a taco, <laughs> when I get a taco, awful. I know it sounds terrible, but when I get a taco or fajitas <laughs> or whatever, whatever falls through the, the, the tortilla, she gets. But she gets you, hers. Yeah, you guys know the rules. There's no calories in food that falls out of a taco. There's, I, I unless, never you, heard unless you push the person holding it to get it to fall out. Then the calories If it count. innocently falls out, yeah. no calories. Come yeah. on. There, I have a lot of rules. I never heard that one. Like, I used to say food that you eat on an airplane oh, yeah, no had calories. no calories. For sure. That would be dangerous you're eating now. it in the air right because the air right. yeah right is it something to do with the air pressure mm -hmm. like in your yeah. food not digesting yeah. well and also birthday cake it's celebratory no calories <laughs> no those things are not true okay <laughs> um but also where, wherever you go try you know as we were saying earlier you can order dressings and sauces on the side mm -hmm. that's okay and a really good tip, and I've said this probably no less than 430,000 times in the past 17 years, is look up the menu before you go there. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm a, a little bit of a control freak anyway, so I'm always, like, researching everything under the sun. Why not look at the menu 
The only downside is when like it's a seasonal menu and the thing that you're really dreaming about is off the menu oh. when you get mm. there. That happens. But better to be prepared than not prepared. Yeah. I like that tip too because I'd rather, if I'm going to give a lot of thought to what I'm ordering, I'd rather do it on my own than before I get to the restaurant. I'm hanging out with people. I'm trying to pay attention to what they're saying. It's like it sort of just pushes it out that it's not an issue. I already have an idea of what's on the menu, what I'm going to get. Easy peasy. By the way, the Olive Garden gives you a huge mound of Parmesan cheese. Oh, my God. They would give us a plate. It was a plate. Like with a spoon? Yeah, yeah. And you don't have to use it all. <laughs> nope. <laughs> you don't have to use it we all. We definitely did. If I weren't with Mike, I might have sent it back. <laughs> I, see, I use the parm, but not, not a ton of parm. Yeah. And then my favorite type of restaurant, honestly, if somebody was like, where would you want to go, number one? If I'm being a little fancy, if it's like a nicer night out, a steakhouse, mm. because I feel like there are so many good options there, whether it's shrimp cocktail or a lobster tail or a petite filet and then steamed vegetables on the side. There's always a great option at a steakhouse. And plus, I really do like steak. I feel like for research, we should go out tonight for steak dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do that. And also diners. Diners are obviously the best. Mm -hmm. I love a diner menu. Because the, the menus are tremendous. Yeah. And you could just order anything and everything and just be like, and I'll have a side of this and a side of that and a side of the other thing. And by the way, a little tip is sometimes like a side of chicken breast is $4. And then a side of broccoli is like $3. And then a side of whatever, a house salad is like $4. So you could build your own meal that's like way less money than if you mm -hmm. got like the chicken breast entree. Just it's saying. True. I've done that at a deli. My favorite mm. restaurants, and this is a very deli diner thing, is the ones that serve pickles when you come out. That's mm -hmm. like, instead of a bread basket, a pickle basket. That's oh, the great. Best. Yeah. Lisa, do you remember we went the other day to like a pub and they had crudite and olives and pickles. And pickles. It was amazing. Yeah. We it were was, happy. It was very not LA. Wow. Yeah. I loved it. And then I chopped the pickles up and put it in my salad. Nice. One of my things. <laughs> All right. Do we have any other questions? We do. We do. Oh, yeah. Hi, this is Sherry from New York, long-time fan and Hungry Girl listener, um, or reader, I should say. I do have a question on what you all order at a sushi restaurant. It sounds like uh, you all, uh, Jamie especially, are very conscious about what you eat, and I'm, and I'm a big sushi fan, but I never know what to order that's going to keep the calories and the carbs down. Sherry, you're speaking my language, <laughs> Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> I can say two things. Well, yeah, what can you say? Arigato. Thank you. And yes, I can say sumimasen cheku. That Wait, means I was going to guess. guess. Where's the bathroom? Sumimasen cheku. Give me the check. Excuse me. Check, please. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yes, that's, that's what I learned in Japan. But um, I do eat sushi all the time. Um, and it's funny because it's like people would probably think the obvious thing is just order the sashimi. And the reason why I really don't I don't know. And Jamie, I'm, yeah, you love differ. sushi too. Because, but th here's, here's the difference with me. I really like my fish cut a certain way mm -hmm. and I like a large variety and I'm kind of picky. Mm -hmm. So if, I, if you order sashimi, usually the fish is cut slightly thicker mm -hmm. and you get way more of it. Mm -hmm. So it's like nine pieces of tuna. Mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't want to, and I want a variety. So I, I will order sushi. My sushi chef that I love knows I like light rice, which is like very little rice. However money, much rice he gives me, I still leave some over. <laughs> if he put it on one grain, I would cut that one grain in half because that's just my thing. So mm -hmm. like I go extra light on the rice, but then I get a variety. I get, you know, tuna, toro, albacore, salmon. I, I do love a variety of fish and 
I will often order things like miso soup. It's about 35 to 50 calories and it fills you up. I will have edamame for the table mm-hmm. and we'll, we'll enjoy some of that. If there's vegetables involved, I can order that. But even if it's just a straight up traditional sushi place, you just, you, you have to avoid the rolls. Mm-hmm. I feel like where there's a lot of rice. Things like, talk about words, dynamite. Mm-hmm. That just means mayo. Um, so you don't want anything like spicy tuna rolls usually have mayo in them. You just have to be smart about it. I know, mm-hmm. like, you love sashimi salads, right? Yes, because I, you're right. I don't like when I, if I want to order sashimi, you're right. It's a big plate, and I like variety, too. So if they have a sushi or a sashimi salad, that's a great option because I get little pieces of different things on, like, a green salad with ginger dressing. Um, but what I do is, especially if it's a place that you don't feel comfortable ordering light rice, Here's the trick. You got to go out with someone like Mike, first of all. Not Mike, actually, though. You can if you want. If you're going to pay, I'll he's go mine. with you. So I gave him a valentine. You pick it up with your chopsticks, and you you squeeze, and you let half of the half of the rice fall to the plate, and then Mike will swoop in before mm-hmm. anyone sees it, and he will eat my rice lump. Especially at the sushi place that you're talking about, because I feel like I don't he'll be him. really offended if, if Jamie no, didn't eat all the rice. No, he's fine with little rice. Okay, so I'm like, so Jamie sits, her back is towards him. So he can't see her plate. So she cuts and then I swoop right in and take it. So I have a little bit of rice and then Uh, I leave a little nugget on the plate. Yeah. I mean, that's no matter how much he gives me, I I take half away. But what I used to do was leave a big pile. I want to post. I have probably no less than 50 rice pile photos in my phone because I used to go out with my nephew, Scott, who lived, who listens to the podcast. Hi, Scott. Hi, Scott. Scott. (laughs) He would always go out for sushi with us and Mm -hmm. I would have like these rice piles and he would just eat whatever rice I left over. And now I just take pictures of the rice and and text him because he lives in Chicago. But I like letting it pile up. It makes me feel good when I see like, oh, wow, I didn't have at least three quarters of a cup of rice. Mm -hmm. It's a sense of accomplishment. But sushi is fantastic Mm -hmm. i can't rave enough about it but if you don't pay attention you could make a lot of mistakes Mm -hmm. you could eat way too much rice you could have way too much mayo you could have a lot of things that are oily and you just have to be smart about it yeah i feel like a good takeaway too is sometimes people ask what's the best roll sure a california or one without the one that's not spicy so there's not mayo sure those are better but I feel like you're always better getting sushi or sashimi because you just, it's like the tortilla. When you get a wrap, you never know how big that tortilla is. You never know quite how much rice is in that thing. It's just not, it's just not your best bet. It's true. But some, some of those fancy restaurants have oh, cucumber rolls yes. with no rice. Protein, yeah. Usually it's, they're not like the fancier sushi restaurants. Yeah. So the mm-hmm. fish is, n- I'm not saying the fish is in good quality, but it's never like the restaurants I want to have mm-hmm. cucumber rolls don't. Mm-hmm. But that but is a good fun. option. And it's when you say cucumber rolls, you mean instead of rice, it's wrapped in thinly sliced cucumber. Exactly. Genius. Very clever. Very clever. Okay. Uh, what's what's next for us? Hey, hungry girl. My question is this. I love salads that have all the goodies on top of them. I know that some of them aren't healthy, though. Any tips on which ones are healthier than others and which ones we may need to be avoiding? Thank you. I love her cute accent. I know. Mm-hmm. Isn't great? And I think her name is Stacy, even though she didn't introduce herself. I may have deduced that information. Stacy, Stacy, that's a good question. I feel like when I started Hungry Girl a bazillion years ago, um, it was like one of the most shocking things. Like not all salads are healthy. And I think people are more aware of it now. And especially now that calorie counts are on menus, you mm-hmm. can see just how shocking it is. But there are plenty of places like Chili's or Islands. They have salads that have 1,800 mm-hmm. calories, 1,900 calories. 
And a lot of the time, it's like 600 calories worth of dressing, Mm -hmm. like right away. And sometimes it's hard to know what it is. Mm -hmm. So there are little tricks that you can do. First of all, you want to pay attention to what the toppings are. I, if possible, and you can build your own salad, like we go to a deli, Mm -hmm. it's like that, it's called Lovey's, love this deli. Mm -hmm. You can build your own salad. Like they have the list of all the ingredients. If your place doesn't have that, you can look at the salad and say, okay, what's on top of the salad? Is it tortilla strips? Is it nuts? Is it cheese? Is it creamy dressing? Is it dried cranberries? And then you can pick and choose what you think is going to be your best option. Or you can even make substitutes. Mm -hmm. So what I've been doing lately, instead of, because I do like dried cranberries and raisins, and I think they're fine on a salad, Mm -hmm. but sometimes I just get chopped apples, which does the same thing for me. Yeah. It's a little juicier. That's a good at-home salad addition. It's great. Apples are the best. I like to do both of what you said, which is like, not only will I make modifications, I look for which one is the easiest to modify. So sometimes, because I don't like, and we had a conversation about this too, like how picky can you be? I want to be able to do it like in the shortest amount of time, say, oh, leave off this and this. So I look for the one that I can most easily modify. I do. I do a lot of that, too. And I'm going to tell you, all right, this will just be fun because there are certain things I never get on a salad and certain things I sometimes get on a salad. Do you think that'll be good if I if I read all those off? Yeah, I think we should red light, yellow light, green light it. It, but for me, it's like some people will be like, it makes no sense. Well, so but what are your red light things that you would never cheddar cheese? Oh, never. I will have a, sm- a small amount of feta. Me too. Mm-hmm. See, feta is acceptable. Feta and parm. No cheddar. Yeah, feta yeah. no cheddar Fe- and yes. parm. Yes, feta and parm, same thing. Um, and I'm talking about toppings, obviously not like the chicken and shrimp and whatever protein. Mm-hmm. Dried fruit, mm, very easy on it. Sometimes I'll get cranberries mm-hmm. or raisins. Mm-hmm. I think it's okay. Nuts and seeds, I usually get I usually get them on the side. Yeah, so I don't mind. Control. See, sunflower seeds I like because a little bit goes a long way. But if it's like whole almonds or walnuts eh. or if it's candied mm. i usually just get them on the side mm. and because i like them tortilla strips and croutons never that's a never for me you know what i do a lot of times i'll get it and mike see me do this so many times I'll, I'll get like a caesar salad and i'll like add tomatoes and dressing on the side and i'll pick out the croutons because i'm trying to make it easy on them and then after i eat my salad i eat the croutons <laughs> <laughs> i'm just they're sitting there i'm like you look delicious yeah. <laughs> sometimes i'll just make a crouton pile and i'll say look at all the calories yeah. i avoided you can make like a jenga tower with the croutons yeah if they're the right shape yeah <laughs> and you should bring some spray to like i don't know to have it preserved forever perfectly <laughs> Um, bacon, I get sometimes. You do? Yeah. Well, not always, but sometimes. I feel like, too, anything that, because dressing is such a culprit when it comes to calories, that some of these things, like those little cranberries, make it so flavorful that you barely need any dressing. I'm not a dressing person. Like, I know you eat salad every single day. Yes. And you have, like, you eat salsa on it. You have your own little dressing tricks. Mm-hmm. 99% of the salads that I eat are dressingless. They are naked. <gasps> oh. That's scandalous. A scandaloso. Because you know what? It's exactly what you said. I like mm-hmm. a little bit of sweetness, a little bit of flavor. That's why I chop up pickles and put mm-hmm. them on a salad. That, to me, makes it okay to not have dressing. Mm-hmm. And I like the flavor more so. Sometimes, you know, it's good if you're having like sort of a Mexican-ish or like some kind of a tortilla-ish without the tortilla salad. Salsa does work. It's so great. It is, but sometimes the salsa to me is too overpowering. I mm-hmm. want my salad to shine, right. so I'd rather just not even have it. Can I tell you about some of my dressing tips since yes. I'm a dressing person? Absolutely. So the first thing I do is ask them if there's a light dressing, and nine times out of ten they go, well, we have a vinaigrette. Eh. 
Unless it's a light, low-calorie, low-fat vinaigrette, I feel like so many waiters and waitresses think, and maybe people too, that vinaigrette is inherently lower in calories. It's not. It's oil and vinegar. Right. No, it, it's not. But yeah. I mean, sometimes it is a better choice than the creamy. Sometimes. Sugary, but so I'll usually whatever. ask, and if they don't say like, oh, we have a low-cal Italian, I'll usually get balsamic vinegar on the side. To me, a little bit of balsamic vinegar goes a long way. Um, I've also done, if it's like a salad with like seafood on top, lemon. Lemon does it for me. Lemon's good. Um, and definitely salsa if it's available. What's your What's your DDP? DD, oh, the DDP thing? Yeah. That started back in the, I feel like a rapper. Like Jim Tan, what was the GTL? Jim Tan Laundry. Is that a Jersey Shore thing? It very much is. Oh, okay. <laughs> you should know. You're like the, you're like the Jersey Shore girl. I, anyway, we're getting sidetracked. sidetracked. Did you go to I sc- did go high to high school? school with the situation. Which one is the situation? Mike Sarantino. My, oh, okay. I not think he's not in Ronnie. jail. No, not Ronnie. No, the, Ronnie I think he's is also in jail. In jail. <laughs> Goodness wow. gracious. Anyway, DDB is always dip, don't pour. It's the when you order a salad, get dressing on the side, and then dip, don't pour. So if you want to get the flavor of the dressing, which sometimes I do, and every now and then I want to have a little bit of a dressing treat, but I never pour the dressing on the mm-hmm. salad because all the dressing will get lost and eaten. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you get it on the side and you just dip your, I put the food on the fork and then I very lightly dip the food in the dressing. So smart. Some people dip the, I dip the fork, fork in prongs. the dressing. Yeah. I dip the fork prongs in, then I stab my food. Yeah. You seal it in there. Yeah. That works too. Yeah. No wrong, no wrong way to DDP. Nope. All right. All right. That covers salads, right? Mm-hmm. I think we have one more question today. Hi, Lisa, Jamie, and Mikey. Uh, my name is Cynthia, and I absolutely love your podcast. My question is, how do you handle buffets? Everything looks delicious, and I always overeat. Please help. Thank you. Cynthia, we love you. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Um, that's an excellent question. Buffets are very difficult for mm. so many people. Mm. I remember... Mike's Mike raising is, his hand. Do you have something to say, He's or are you just acknowledging yourself? No, it's not that I have a problem with buffets. I mean, it's most people do. Me. Most people do. So, yeah. I did. I wish we could find the segment and just post it from like the show, Vintage Hungry Girl Show. I'm not going to make any promises, but if we can find it or link to it, we should because I did this whole segment at this local buffet in Studio City, and mm-hmm. it was really fun. Um, but the buffet strategy, no matter where the buffet is, should always be the same. And what that is is. Before you even put anything on your plate, you want to take a lap or even two laps if it's a really big buffet to make sure you see everything that is available to you. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to use that little brain of yours to say, oh, well, look, there's shrimp here and there's grilled chicken here. And whatever the healthy options are, you're going to know. So as you build your plate, you can leave room for the things that you know are coming up, Mm -hmm. that you know are good for you, and you could get excited about it. And you don't really fall victim to some of the items that are in the early part of the buffet Mm -hmm. that might be teasing you, but may seem less appealing once you know what's coming up. Does that make sense? Yeah. So what do you usually get at a buffet? So at a buffet, I guess it depends on if it's breakfast, lunch, or dinner. But I mean, we can go through all of them, but I think that would bore the world. But uh, honestly, if it's like a brunch buffet... I love if there's like an omelet station mm-hmm. to do like an egg white and veggie situation, not to be confused <laughs> with the situation, um, with no like butter or oil. Like mm-hmm. I'll, I'll just have them make, a, they'll use spray or something. So it's like a healthy option. I get a lot of fruit. I, if there's shrimp, I eat shrimp. I eat lean, um, any kind of lean meats and lots of veggies, lots of fruit, especially in the morning. I love fruit. 
usually there's like a, uh, if it's a breakfast buffet, there's like a Greek yogurt or a nonfat yogurt option. Mm-hmm. That's also really good. Um, but again, it's like, I just like to have a well-balanced plate with lean meats, fruits, vegetables, and exciting variations of each of them. Mm-hmm. Truly. Sometimes if I'm like really enticed by some of that stuff, I'll put literally. So we were actually at a brunch for this um, bar mitzvah that we went to the next day. It was a brunch. And there were so many delicious dishes. Filled my plate with all the healthy stuff. I literally took a spoonful of this like sweet potato raisin thing. And just it was just enough to make me feel like I wasn't missing out. Mm -hmm. It was really yummy. But filled my plate with all the good stuff. And then I even tell myself, I'm like, if you still want it after you eat a full plate of like lettuce and chicken and you drink some water if you still want it you can think about it and go back but nine times out of ten I don't need it yeah yeah no and and I do agree like if there are a few things that are really popping out at you and Mm -hmm. you know you want to try them even if it's like whatever dessert get it but that don't make that like 80% of what you're eating Mm -hmm. and then the most important thing is once you have your plate and you just sit and you're having a great time and you're whatever chatting make sure you're really still hungry when Mm -hmm. you go to get that second mm-hmm. plate of food. Because yeah. I feel like the thing that does people in, it's that second trip mm-hmm. and the third trip and the never ending and the bottomless mm-hmm. and the I paid $40 so you have to right. eat for six people mm-hmm. kind of situation. So then, it's like, just because it's all you can eat doesn't mean you need to eat at all. Yeah, <laughs> And true. then there's this dessert after the second or third plate. You then, oh wait, there's still dessert. So yeah, it's just a nightmare for it's me. It's tough. Yeah. I know. What's your downfall? Anything peanut butter? Well, yeah, anything peanut butter when it comes to sweets, but it's really just I want to try everything. Like I just I feel like it's there, and I need I'm supposed to try it all. And I'm supposed to. But now what I do is like on the cruise after like the fifth day, I was like I can't do this to my body anymore. So now I'll just pick the things that I I feel like I can't get anywhere else. You know, like like if there's like French fries, I'm not gonna get fries and get fries anywhere I want. You know, like but if it's something unique that mm-hmm. only that buffet has, then I'll go for that. It's so funny though because it's like I totally agree with that, but you would feel good about ordering French fries anywhere. I won't. So mm. if I see French fries mm-hmm. at a buffet, I might them. take two or three <laughs> because it's like where else am I gonna yeah. have a chance to have two or three mm-hmm. unless I'm stealing some off of somebody's that's plate? True. But I would never order that. But no, that is that's a good strategy. Truly. Yeah, I don't know if it works, but <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what's been helping me lately because I I've been talking to you, Lisa about this like struggling with overeating even when it's healthy food. You don't feel good when you overeat, even when it's healthy. But one of the things that's helping me is really like in the moment, try to stop yourself and think about how do I want to feel an hour from now? Especially like when you think about brunch and breakfast, it's like, do I want to have a food hangover? Do I want to feel stuffed or do I want to eat this meal, drink a bunch of water, get out of the food space for a minute? And then it's like once you settle, you're like, okay, I'm satisfied. I'm full. You feel so good when you don't overdo it. You'll feel better Mm -hmm. then and later. Yeah, for sure. That's something I'm working on, but I think it really, when I do it, it really works. Good. I think there's lots of good information today. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Did you guys like it? Let us know. How will they let us know? They can send you a text, right? Yeah, 805-380-8075. And by the way, everyone's question that we use, they get a prize, right? Mm -hmm. We send a goodie of some sort. Yes. Sometimes it could be Hungry Girl measuring spoons, Mm -hmm. a notebook. Could be a Hungry Girl mug. Mm-hmm. Could be a gift certificate to an all-you-can-eat buffet. No, we wouldn't do that to you. <laughs> Too pricey. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> no, we have good. We have really good gifts. Recipe mm-hmm. cards. Recipe cards, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've got a, a plethora of a lot of really good prizes. So if you want to call with your questions about meal prep or about anything, if it's not a subject we're doing that week, we'll just hold on to your question until the week is right. And mm-hmm. then you'll be on the podcast and yeah. you'll get a present. Yeah. yeah. 
Good. I just realized how often I nod at you because you're sitting so close to me. And a lot of times throughout the podcast, I'm like nodding and like, yeah, yeah. And then I'm like, well, they can't see me nod. I can feel it, though. It's good for the energy. I like the approval. It's very good. So um, on our show notes, as they call it, we call it our, our food our food cast page. Mm-hmm. But most people call it show notes in the podcast world. What are we putting there today? Like, what can people find? So we will put some information on, you know, words to look for, um, you know, what to order at sushi. We'll basically link you back to some content featuring, Mm -hmm. you know, these ideas. Okay. And we're going to try to find that segment of me at the buffet from 2011. Yeah, we'll try. (laughs) I'm not sure if we can do it, but we'll, we'll try our best. I was so short back then. (laughs) (laughs) You have not grown in the past (laughs) since 2010. Maybe I have. (laughs) Anyway, um, thank you guys for tuning in. Please subscribe to this podcast and to our daily emails and check us out on Facebook and Instagram and check out the community on Facebook and all things Hungry Girl wherever, whenever, the magazine, the books, the daily emails. Just be there for us. Like, we are there for you wherever you are. We are. Yes. Okay. I'm Lisa Lillian, also known as Hungry Girl. Till next time, chew the right thing.